G'day everyone again. Uh, I'm Holly here in uh, Gadigal land. Um, in Sydney, we've got Alex, who is in Te Whanganui, Atara, Wellington. Jonathan in Rotorua, back again with the Flight of the Next podcast, this time to discuss the two men's games. First of all, the game on Saturday, September, sorry, Saturday, December the 2nd, that was a 1-0 win over Western United in Ballarat. Ben Old with the goal in the 79th minute, which I realised was just in time for the supporters to do shirts off. Thoughts on the game? It was quite even, and Alex Paulson had a good game, but I think statistics-wise, um, they had more shots than us, more passes than us. Um, what did we think? Benold's goal looked like it was offside um, initially, yeah. and they really had to draw out the lines um, for quite a while. So what happened was that the goal was scored, and then they, it took ages for them to decide that it wasn't offside. And so I think that um, you know the the fans, uh, which was the Melbourne victory. So, I'm talking nonsense now. We've been recording for so long today. The um, Melbourne supporters, Wellington Phoenix supporters group, maybe they weren't sure whether they could take their shirts off until it was confirmed. It was confirmed as a goal. Uh, who watched? Did anybody have any more to say about the match? Yep, I watched this one with my grandfather. Um, it was really boring, to be honest. He's a bit of a rugby guy and was trying to convince him to come around to football. This was not the game to watch if you want if, to try to convince someone to come around to football. Um just loads of long shots. You mentioned Western United had load, had more shots than us, but they weren't really like big chances. I don't think they had a big chance, like a chance that you would expect someone to score. We had, I don't know, Ben Olds, you'd expect him to score. I think there was one more. I don't know. It was a while ago, so my memory is a bit lacking. But yeah, I reckon we, we deserve to win. It's kind of, we kind of, we defended really well, really tight. Yeah. It's interesting that, like, in that match with Western United, you know, they were having a, a few more cracks from actually outside the box, whereas almost probably 95% of the next shots that they had on goal were actually within, you know, a much more targeted area. So, you know, their, their quality of passing and the through ball has improved. Um, you know, it's just really clean and crisp. I mean, we always, you know, we, the Knicks had three shots on target, United had six, but as you say, you know, none of them were really that, apart from the Ben Old onside goal. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Alex. It wasn't the most thrilling watching uh, as far as a, as a spectacle of football. Yeah, that is interesting that you mentioned that we're shooting from more inside the box this season. Because I remember last season we were taking a fair few shots from outside the box. There was one game when we beat Western United 3-0. And two of our goals were from outside the box. The other one was a penalty, which we scored. The other thing too is that you know, like we 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 um is we we seem to be playing, and this was like the Ben Old goal. It was kind of like we're playing um, what do you call it? You know, like counter football. You know, like they're coming down the area, we sit and wait, and then bang, we're on the offensive. You know, that turnover ball, and we're, and we're pushing through and getting the goal. So and. Which is a nice, it's, yeah, 
It's a different way of playing. I think Chiefs got the boy get yeah plays a patient game of football. They're not rushing it. So three points is three points. Yeah, and Honestly. we United. Yeah, yeah. I reckon I reckon Western United defended pretty pretty well. Like we only scored one against them. We scored five against Brisbane, and I think that's the difference. Defending well. Brisbane defended okay. They had a few mistakes. I know they gave us a goal, but other than that, like they, it, that is the difference. The Western were very pack compact. I thought they didn't give us much. We kind of earned it ourselves. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Hey, Holly, that was that sounded like a really fantastic sentence, but unfortunately we can't hear you. Oh. Oh, sorry, I muted myself. We've recorded, this is our third podcast to record in a, in a row. My apologies. Western Abbott on the table, it would be really disappointing had we not beaten them. Yes. We can say the same thing about the Jets if we want to move on to the Jets. Let's oh. move on to the Jets. So this was one of those ones where you think, oh, we should beat the Jets, you know. Jets aren't that good. Oh, and then some people will say, yeah, we're going to play them into form. You know, it's Murphy's Law. We're not going to play well. Uh, and the latter, we're right. Thanks to, um, I think more than anything, Clayton Taylor and um, Stamatolopoulos, who played very, very good games. Um so they're eighth on the table now, but we're much lower than that prior to not giving us a thrashing or anything, but just a, it was a depressing game. Thoughts? Clayton Taylor, where did it come from? Like, seriously, like, yeah, we, we, we weren't talking about Clayton Taylor in previous years or previous, and then this young guy pops up and then boom, he's on the scoreboard against us. Like, yeah, far out. Talk about a breakout match. Incredible. And Rene Piscopo, you, know, you don't really want players that have played for your team before to be playing well, but, you know, he, he was pretty good. What did you see, Alex? Um, yeah, I just kind of think it was a bit, like, we defended well, but then there were a few moments that just let us down. I'm looking through my notes now, and for all the goals we conceded, it's got something like, oh, I should have gotten a touch on that, or there was confusion there, should have done this, should have done that. We, If we do that stuff well, then we don't, we don't concede. And we had heaps of chances. We had enough chances to win, you know, like, one, two or three games, I reckon. Like, we should have, there was a period of 10 minutes where we should have scored three goals, I think. If we score those threes, that's that's free free. Get the defending on. That's you know free nil, free one. I feel like that goal that they scored just after the beginning of the second half just sort of deflated. Mm. But, but we still had a lot of chances. That's the thing is it. It's not like that uh, Melbourne victory game where we didn't have any shots. Like we were shooting and shooting and shooting. We had seventeen shots in total. We had sixty two percent of the possession. We had way more passes, like the stats were in us, but the, the ball just wouldn't go into the back of the net for us, and it just felt really deflating. One thing that I 
noticed that I picked up on a couple of weeks ago is that when there's just something about the team and the way they play when Zavada is on and he becomes the central point or the central focus of the attack. I, you know, when Zavada was out for a week or two, you know, Krajev, Barbarousis and Ball, where they make quite a good combination together. Um, for me, I just think that we get we get more out of Krajev when, when, when Zavada's not on the pitch than when he's on there. That's just my personal play. I mean, there's no stats or anything to pick it up, but you know, Ball and Costa, when Ball and Costa are playing, like they're they're, they're able to un, to just get the best out of each other. But when we're playing like a more pointed, get the ball to Zavada, um, I don't know. I just don't think it fires quite so much at the moment. But that may just be a confidence thing in the team. Um, that yeah, well, I could be completely wrong. Definitely, I feel like um, Costa has had a really good season this season, but I felt like it hasn't mattered whether Zavada's on or not. But yeah, you do play differently when you've got different, um, you know, because you've got that focal player in, in Zavada where you've got that big nine and you play around a big nine. So it, it's definitely it's definitely better. So maybe sometimes you just don't quite click in the same way. Yeah, I think that cost the point is pretty valid. He didn't have the best season last year, last season, sorry. Um, neither did David Ball, but their Costa especially is playing very well this season. Like he's dribbling at opponents, he's beating them. It's it's kind of the old Costa that we're seeing. I'm not sure if it is something to do with Chiefy. I know that he is on his last last season here on his contract and players do play better on their last season. So maybe that's it. But I'm kind of inclined to think it's Chiefy and the role he's playing is might be a bit different or, you know, his man management might be better than if he's, yeah. He does seem a lot freer, doesn't he? Yeah. What did you guys think about that, that gigantic uppercut that, you know, that Zavada got when he got smacked in the face when he was going for the ball from the opposition goalkeeper? And like, at, thought, at first I thought, oh, he's got a cop knock, he'll be right. But then they kind of zoomed in and there's blood pouring out of his nose and it was like, now that was a decent wax that he got. I'm sure yeah. it's not easy to bring him down. He's from, a big from guy. Sorry. From Yellow Fever, we've, we've got kind of like, we don't have the best angle on the screen. It looked like his nose was like really wonky from the screen in Sky mm -hmm. Stadium. Like we were really nervous for him. We could see the blood pouring down as well. We thought it was out for... For longer, I don't know you can get like face braces now, can't you? You saw that at the World Cup a bit. But um, one thing I noticed is that we weren't wasting time. Like even in the 90th minute, it's it's really easy, three 0 down, just to sit back, let them have it, give up. But 90th minute, we were running for throw-ins, taking them quickly. We were not. We like we weren't wasting time at all. We wanted to come back, even though it's not really possible by stoppage time. We didn't lay down and die, and, and it was a frustrating game, but I think there was a lot of, like, catastrophizing from some fans after the match that, oh, we're shit, we're going to be shit for the rest of the season, or Chiefy's being found out, or 
you know, oh, that's, you know, that's it. We were top of the league. We're going to finish last now. Like there's, there's sometimes you get a bit of that from sections of the fan base. And I found that quite frustrating because the sky has not fallen in. We're still third on the table. Like, it's a setback. It's a setback. But, and we could have played better, but we didn't play that badly. We were perhaps unlucky in, in some ways. And so, I, for me, the sky hasn't fallen in. It's you got a, you've got a long way to go to fall out of the top six. That'll <laughs> come right. Should be right. We in, in chief, we trust. We do. Yeah, definitely. I think it was just an off day. We'll come back better next week. We've also played a lot of games recently with the all whites and key players were over there, and you know high game density. We've got when are we playing? We're playing on Monday now. We played on Saturday. So what's that? That's seven nine days. Sorry nine days until the next game so that's heaps of time to you know mull it over think about it work you know do some work-ons and training it's definitely not the end yeah but we're playing what top of the table macarthur is that right and we don't have the best i feel like we don't have the best record at campbelltown stadium i feel like we lose there a lot that might just be cowbells my yeah, it could be the cowbells. Um, we haven't always lost. I don't think we've always lost. I'd, I'd have to look, but it does feel like we lose a lot. And I mean, it's kind of like we've got two players that used to play for us that will undoubtedly have very, very good games. For the sake of it, I still think we can beat MacArthur. I don't think MacArthur are that are that good, despite the fact that they're top of the table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still just don't. Maybe it's just in my mind. I, I just have the sense that they're. I mean, they finished last last year. How are they top of the table right now? They have always a. That's the big one. I don't know. I think we can beat them, but it won't be by much. And I would be happy with a draw. Yeah, I reckon we'll continue our streak of getting draws away, apart from that Western game. Um, I don't reckon. I reckon it'll be a very similar game to kind of the Western, Western Sydney game at the start of the season and the Melbourne victory game. I don't think, I don't think it will give them much. I don't think they'll give us much. I think it'll be pretty boring, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I probably, yeah, maybe one or a one-all draw. It'd be good to see Clayton Lewis get flattened, though, just because he doesn't play for us anymore. But no other reason than that. <laughs> Yeah. What was your prediction, Holly? I'd like us to get a win by one or two goals, but I would be happy with a draw. The stage, and look, we might lose. They're they're better than they seem. Um, and you know, maybe the cowbells are making it a bit of a struggle. I think that so one of the things that people have shit on MacArthur Bulls for is their low crowd numbers and they do still have low crowd numbers but I have noticed this season that there has been an increase in the noise being made by people not the cowbell noise but the chanting noise they actually had last week or the week before whenever it was they actually had a call and response going and you actually need quite a few people to get a call and response chant that was going and it just looks like the bullpen is improving in size and sound so I'm relieved to see that that is on the right on the right track 
So good, good for them. But uh, there will still be, I hope, a decent turnout of Knicks fans, despite the fact that it's been moved from the Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening to a, a Monday evening. Hopefully that doesn't put too many people off. I'm not sure if you've been to a match yet with Holly, Alex, but she's pretty good at getting those call and return chants going too. She, you know, when, when Holly gets going, the crowd responds. So well worth hanging out with Holly and being at the match sometime if you can find them. We do try, uh, you know, as, as Dean and I, I think, discussed on the podcast uh, last time, that there's often not enough people in the little corner of yellow to really get a good chant going. But hopefully we will have enough um, on Monday to get some good chanting going uh, and possibly be heard on the broadcast. Um, we'll be there for sure. It'll be good. No, fun. No, I haven't actually seen that, Holly, yet. I've only sat with you for, you know, half a game one of the earlier games last season. But yeah, come down to Wellington and we'll... I really want to get over for a Porirua Park match. Really, really hoping to do that. Perhaps in in March would be good. But uh, at the moment, I've got, yeah, busy busy weekend. Uh, Dean and I both, actually, and Dolly, to head up uh, Adelaide and uh, to get out to Campbelltown. Uh, Any further comments on... Anything, the matches, how the season's going, I think that just one one little observation for me, and that was when we were at the Festival of Football in Auckland, and I just happened to to bump into Chief, um, who was walking past, and I was like, hey, we're getting a photo, and I was like, I was going to do like a selfie thing, he goes, ah, no, don't do that, and he gave the photo to this guy um, who took the photo, but one thing I noticed about Chief was he absolutely had full attention on what we were doing and i was like wow this guy gets it like like this chief gets people and he knows how to to think so it's it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone how well the knicks are playing when you've got someone who can manage just an a, not just a bump you know a, a, a fleeting moment with someone who just happened to walk up to go hey get a photo if, he, if he's doing that all the time with his players with that level of attention and focus, it's no wonder we're absolutely seeing such great football besides the, you know, the hiccup on the weekend. I don't know whether I mentioned um, this when, like, Chiefy was appointed the head coach, but so he had those two matches last season uh, when Uffi was sick with COVID, I believe, and... One of those matches was against Glory and it was at Leichhardt and we scored in stoppage time to win the game and the whole team just turned around and sprinted immediately to Chiefy. And I think that just goes to speak to like, you know, what kind of person he is uh, and how much he's liked by the players. So yeah, the the fact that like when you do speak to Chiefy, he does treat you as if, you know, you're his focus. Uh, I think he's a great guy. I really like that guy. And he's kept the moustache thus far, so hopefully that stays. It'd be good on a podcast as well. I'm looking forward to the day that we get him on here. Yeah, we are working on that. Um, still working on that. Uh, any more comments? If we lose again, he has to lose the mo because I think the mo might have jinxed us. I don't think so, because he has, he's been growing it at least since November. <laughs> But there were people saying that he should shave it off and that was the problem. It doesn't really matter what you do. It's all just superstition. 
on that note, uh, we will leave it there. Uh, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, we're not only on YouTube, but we're also on the major podcast platforms. And we'll see you around, whether it's at the pitch uh, or online.